Thanks for tuning in to Spend Less, Live Well with Dr. Josh Luke, dropping serious wisdom, integrating healthy living, finance, and faith into the healthcare process to live your best life. Watch us on YouTube or listen anywhere podcasts are found. Spend less and live well. Welcome to Spend Less, Live Well. I am so excited to bring you this show. Um, Part of uh, my, a good part of my free time is spent um, watching Dodgers baseball. As a baseball fan, my brother Matt played for the Dodgers. Uh, I uh, am a huge fan, been to the World Series. Um, My heart broke with them several times in recent years. Uh, And we have a special treat for you today. I also have another podcast you may not be aware of. It's called The Dugout Dudes, formerly The Dodger Dudes. I host it with a high school a uh, buddy of mine who played for the Dodgers, Brett Tomko. It's on the Believe Podcast Network at BLEAV.com. If you ever want to check it out, we talk a lot of baseball and Dodger baseball. Uh, and it's uh, called The Dugout Dudes with Brett Tomko and Josh Luke. We interviewed Dave Roberts, the manager of the Dodgers. And um, just like um, on this show, we try to have an attitude of gratitude in every message we bring you. There is nobody that has an attitude of gratitude more so than Dave Roberts, who won a World Series with the Boston Red Sox, played for the Dodgers now manage the Dodgers, is just an all-around great guy. And so what I did for this show is I'm going to take um, just a few snippets of that interview that show his attitude of gratitude and give you some fun and cool answers and some insights that he has never actually shared with others is what we found uh, when we interviewed him. So I hope you enjoyed this um, just 15-minute episode of Spend Last, Live Well, where we interview uh, Dave Roberts, uh, the manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers. No, he's... He's as good as they come in the game. Um, I don't think anyone would have one bad thing to say about him. And, you know, I, I don't know what else to say, but, um, you know, I'm very fortunate to know him. And, and he's the manager of, of your Los Angeles Dodgers, Mr. Dave Roberts. Welcome, buddy. Um, fellas, it, it's good to be a part of the show. I've, uh, I've heard so much about it. So now to kind of, uh, chat with you guys a little bit, talk a little Dodger baseball, the climate of what's going on in our world. So nothing is off limits for me. Let's, let's, uh, talk, let's talk. Well, the one thing that should be off limits is this is our second attempt to interview you because, uh, Brett and I mostly me weren't capable of figuring out zoom when the rest of the world seems to have no problem with it. Right. So, <laughs> hey, hey uh, Dave, I wanted to share with you. You may or may not remember. Um, I met you because you you're generous enough to come to my brother Matt, former Dodgers baseball camp up at El Dorado High School a couple days after Christmas. I think it was just a month or so after um, the Red Sox won the World Series. So thank you for doing that. And uh, thank you for coming up and supporting my brother's camp. Well, that, that's awesome, uh, Josh. And I do recall that. Um, as I recall, I think Brett went to uh, El Dorado High School I as well. Eldorado. Yeah, there right. was some, that was a feeder out there, the booms and yeah and nev and and i i recall committing to that before you know the world series and i couldn't forecast obviously us winning but i wanted to follow through with that and matt your brother was a heck of a college player um, at at the university of california berkeley and and um played against him admired him and obviously got had a big league career so uh, all the best to him so uh what have you been up to (laughs) what have you been up to i mean like most of them america we're kind of all just hanging out and we're trying to be safe but but how's quarantine life for you I think that for me, you guys, you know, Brett in particular, you know how positive I am and and look for opportunities and more optimistic. And I think that this is a situation where um, there's nothing really we can do about things. So how do you make the best of it? So I think that connection, communication has probably been a theme, um, you know, with my family, uh, with the players, coaches. And I think that, you know, it's interesting is that you look at whether it be podcasts now that people are doing social media 
and you're seeing a lot more transparency because of lack of content being one, boredom maybe being another thing. But I think that this is an opportunity to see behind the curtain of a lot of people and see that athletes, celebrities are all real people. We all have our warts. Um, even for me personally, getting to uh, talk to players and more on an intimate level, that's been really fun for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. And it's been great. I mean, I think if the one silver lining out of this, I think it's, it's being home with the family. I mean, that's what I've really enjoyed. You know, after retiring, I've been home a lot. But, you know, there's nothing like having that close quarters of you really can't do anything. We are home. We are together. We are a family unit. And we're being creative of things we do and how we entertain ourselves. And I think it's been great in that respect because I've, you know, I, I've tried to step out of my comfort zone and out of my box of saying like, yeah, I'm going to do this with the kids outside or, or, or something like that, where it's, I think that's been the one thing that I think Americans and, and everyone are going to appreciate when this is all said and done is that we got to spend a lot of quality time with our families. No doubt. And I think that it's one of those things, and I couldn't agree more, where you look at where you're at now. And the one thing you don't want to do is as you look back at what we've all been through as a country and, and as a world, you you want to don't you want to look back and say how did i grow and how did i get better what did i learn from this and i think that you know getting a reset for everyone to get back to just having a conversation eating dinner at, at the table together time, uh, i'm wondering how we never played together because we we both bounced around the national league giants dodgers san diego and we never ended up on the same team we we're either chasing each other or one step ahead of each other, but we never played against each other. But I have faced you, Jeff Kent, and Sean Green more than anyone I had in, in all of Major League Baseball. You three are all at the top, 48 abouts. Wow. So I, I think that I would have, if I wouldn't, if we'd have been teammates, Brett, I think that my average would have got to 270 <laughs> career because I was 269. So it wasn't, it wasn't a, that a, bad. A whopping no. 230 against you or whatever it is, I could have. I could have used that extra point and uh, said I was a career 270 hitter. But it is crazy because we did spend a lot of time, I mean, a lot of time at the National League West, and we just kept missing each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, Dave, I have a question for you. I mean, um, <laughs> there, there's one team in particular that um, is very thankful that uh, they were replaced in the news by the pandemic, uh, and, and for, therefore it's been a crazy off season for a handful of major league baseball teams even before the pandemic but there's a bright spot in that and i know you're very close to this person and that is clayton kershaw has the opportunity to rewrite his legacy and i for one am excited about that and i don't know him uh and his legacy it's unfair that his legacy his playoff legacy is what it is knowing what we know now but that's got to mean a lot to you and give you a sense of excitement that he has almost a clean slate going into the postseason this year assuming you know, our beloved Dodgers can get back. Can you just speak to that a little bit for us? Yeah, you know, and, and I'm very sensitive to that and to the, to the player and, and Clayton being at the top of the list. And, you know, this is a first ballot Hall of Famer. And to have to endure what he's been enduring as far as kind of the scrutiny and the postseason. And you look back at 17 and, and the way he threw in that first game. And if it would have played out the way we would have all hoped, you know, that could have affected 18 and potentially 19. You just never know. Yeah. And, um, but what he's had to endure. And so now to kind of, as you put it, a clean slate, I think that is some kind of consolation for him. Doesn't take away his, you know, the result as far as, cause he's such a competitor and, um, you know, 
ultimately we didn't win a championship, but I think that now the conclusions that have come out as certainly, I think the media, the fans have kind of understood, you know, as, as some people put it behind the curtain, what's behind the curtain, what really happened. But, you know, you Darvish was, was victim of that too. And, and I, and I've been very political um, in the sense of how I've kind of voiced my opinions and thoughts. Um, but the fact of the matter is that they were, uh, indicted they were punished for for cheating and and so now um, whether you agree with it or not it shows that something they didn't act according to the rules so um, hey but Brett, our guys have done in. a good job moving on but yeah let me sneak in a follow-up on that just because it's related and then I know Brett's got some really good questions but let's talk about um, Joe Kelly and Mookie and and how so so last week I, I don't want to say MLB snu- slipped it under the rug because it just sounds like there wasn't a whole lot going on uh, with the players um, but but can you just talk about how that was addressed in spring training before spring training was closed down? So, with those two players? yeah, I, I think that obviously when, when we acquire the players, we do the trade with uh, Mookie and, and David. And uh, obviously Joe's with us, uh, you know, last year. And so we do the trade. And as we go into spring training, there's a lot of talk about 17, 18 potentially. And I guess to be honest with you, after the the Mookie David trade, I was hoping that nothing really came out because I think that it's not going to change history and going forward, I didn't want it to bleed into 20. And so so. there's going to be production. So for me, I can't look at it from the lens of just Jock Peterson. I've got to look at it from the lens of every single player to ultimately make a decision. And I still believe that the body of work, albeit a platoon situation is better for the Dodgers and getting days of recovery, getting the right matchup for guys, keeping guys involved and letting guys play. I do think that if you look at the last four years, we've been as good, if not better than anybody in baseball, as far as percentage um, from the pitch, pinch hitting standpoint. And because our guys essentially play every day and they stay current and relevant and that's helped that. Oh, Dave, was it your first year as the Dodgers coach that, that Jock actually got sent down for the second half of the year because he was struggling? Then he came back up, and in the World Series was huge, right? So that's one of the things I love about the culture that you've been a part of and helped create. You see Alex Wood, he couldn't wait to come back to put the Dodger blue on. I've been my favorite guy. I love Max Muncy because Brett, you know, like my brother, we're grinders. We love grinders on this show. And the Dodgers is just full of grinders. And one of the questions I actually had a buddy ask me, uh, we did, I did, I said, Hey, we might get uh, doc. Oh, we might get doc on the show. What do you want to ask? He says, the Dodgers are always bringing up these rookies that just go right into the starting lineup and start raking and hit walk-offs. And here comes Max Muncy, who is a career minor leaguer and he's a two year, 30 home run guy. So can you speak to a little bit to what the Dodgers do in the system that might be a little different? Cause that's awesome as a fan to see those guys come up and go right into the lineup. Well, that that's a, uh you just alluded to a couple things that are probably the biggest compliment you can give to uh, an organization and, and me as a manager. And, and I say that because sure. um, number one, one of the first things I told our team is I want the, the gritty tough. It doesn't matter who's in the stands and we might see it as in nobody in the stands <laughs> where we play, what time, of, what time, time of year, uh, spring training, postseason. We play a certain amount of baseball and we need to play every game with, with uh, intent and conviction. And so underneath that beautiful white Dodger uniform that I see in the background and both your uh, 
screams right now. You want that gritty, tough, hard-nosed player that when you're playing in Los Angeles, it's Hollywood, it's great weather, it's Dodger Stadium, the playing surface is perfect. But sometimes that uh, bleeds to, uh, translates to uh, complacency. Uh, there is bickering, bickering in other Dodger teams in the past. And, and just- I was very vocal about that when it came down to the end of the season and the criticism you got. We had a whole podcast of me getting mad at fans and telling them don't be Dodger fans anymore if they didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I said, stop dope. wearing blue and wear red and go be an Angels fan. So, um, yeah, I wanted to ask a question about uh, kind of along those lines. Um, it's been told that, that Alex Wood in the 17 series um, changed the signs uh, every inning. And if that's true, were you involved in that? And how come the others didn't? I, I think that's a valid question a lot of people have put to me because as Brett said, we were talking about the scandal before it broke, Dave, believe it or not, because Jerry Hurston was our guest. And he said the same thing that you said about Sean Green about his buddy Alex Cora, that he's just good at, at, at picking up the tips. Well, we learned there was more to it. But I think that's a, a great question. Did you know that, that Alex Wood was doing that? And I think that that might have been the only game that um, that catcher was playing. So talk to us a little bit about that. So Alex Alex was a guy that did change signs and, and use multiple signs with nobody on base. And he actually, he threw a heck of a ball game. And players are like anybody. They can be, some can be open, some can be very stubborn. And you can tell a pitcher, um, you know, I mentioned Kurt Schilling, and you could, the pitching coach or the manager could have told him he was tipping. And he says, I don't care. I still think that they can't hit my pitches. I can't change what I do. That was, that so, was, Brad, that was Brad Penny. Right. He tipped all his splits. And we said, Brad, you're tipping your splits. I said, I don't care. That's right. Uh, yeah, I don't care. They're not going to hit it anyway. And so that's the thing is that I know that we had conversations. I didn't know the extent of what the Astros were doing. Um, but obviously, when you're talking about pitchers against them in prior series that are using multiple signs of nobody on base, not just on second base, you know there's something going on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I know Clayton didn't feel comfortable doing it with nobody on base. And maybe in retrospect, he would have. But what I loved about that too, Dave, is I believe the years all run together now for me is I watch every game on my backyard couch here in Orange County, but wasn't Alex Wood in my estimation, he, if, if, if the Cy Young was voted for at the all-star break, he was the Cy Young. He was dominant in the first half. Wasn't that 2017? He, he was dominant. He was dominant. And you look back and there were some issues with him tipping his pitches. Um, I remember in Arizona where he had some of the best stuff he's had and he, he couldn't get to the third out. inning. How yeah, often so. do you go against the analytics and go with your gut? I mean, every day, every, every day. day, every day, I think, I think a lot of the criticism you get is, is, oh, he's too by the book. He's too by the analytics. And, and, and I don't think those are the people that know baseball enough to know that, like, well, that's not what you would do if you're going all analytics. That's, that's a decision made where he's, he's playing his gut. This is, so what here's he's the thing. It was from the very beginning when I took this job and they parted ways with Don Mattingly and Andrew and, and Farhan were the, the, the running the baseball operations from day one, whoever the manager was, was going to be deemed as a puppet, no matter who he was. So now it's just something that I've just got to deal with. I know what's real, what's not real, but there's a narrative that was built from the very beginning. So whether I take a pitcher out for, because he's not throwing well, it's, he's, it's analytics, whether (laughs) he takes, he takes him out and he does well, there's nothing to be said. It's never, it's always when it goes bad, it's my, it's the analytics. And then when I do something that goes against analytics, then, Oh, he should have used the analytics. So you can't win and you can't play that game. So I've kind of 
uh, I'm at a peace with that. Okay. We'll let you off the hook. That's it. Um, our guest today, Dave Roberts, manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers. My friend, I love you, buddy. I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Fellas, thank you very much. This was, this was awesome. I enjoyed every bit of it. Thank you. Right. Thanks for your honesty and uh, go blue. All right. Love it. Go blue. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed these snippets uh, from the Dugout Dudes on Believe.com podcast network with my co-host Brett Tomko, the Dugout Dudes, formerly the Dodger Dudes. I took what I thought might mean something to you here on the Spend Less, Live Well show on YouTube and all major podcast channels. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Um, check out other shows. Like us. Follow us. Uh, spend Less, Live Well. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to Spend Less, Live Well with Dr. Josh Luke, the crossroads of integrating healthy living, finance, and faith into the healthcare process to live your best life. Watch us on YouTube or listen anywhere podcasts are found. Spend less and live well.